It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. In today's episode, if you or somebody you know is laid off, you may qualify for free health coverage. That's right, free health coverage, at least to you. And also, news from several big companies about your privacy. Do you know your cell phone carrier is likely spying on you? It's true. So, uh, Krista, do you need any medical care having had St. Patty's Day yesterday? No, not at all. You're, little Irish soda bread over uh, di- overdid a little on that, but other than that, no. No. When you were younger, did you need a little medical attention after St. No, Patty's Day? I, I never was a big partier, um, but people do go crazy. So it's funny, this thing, you go into Dollar Tree, obviously I would automatically think of the dollar store, right? Or you go into uh, most any store, you see all the stuff about the Irish and drinking and all that. It's like this stereotype that's just not fair, right? Yeah, and I don't know if you looked at the people who used to, when they had big St. Patty's Day parades, a lot of those people were not Irish <laughs> partying, right? It's Everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Okay, so this is a crazy St. Patty's Day story before I get to the healthcare thing I want to talk to you about. So I was early in my radio career as a local talk show host. And I was doing a talk show about money. And our brilliant program director decided on St. Patty's Day, we should broadcast from a bar. (laughs) So we're set up in a bar talking about, you know, saving and, you know, ripoffs and all that stuff. And people are getting more and more drunk in the bar. And... So we had a mic there people could ask questions at. <laughs> it was one of the ugliest three hours. Oh, I wonder if, that's, if we have that somewhere. Radio career. <laughs> this was in 1991. Oh, wow. I still remember that. So never after that did I ever broadcast from a bar ever again. <laughs> yeah, probably not the best fit. <laughs> no, that was, that was definitely not. And, uh, That's when I got up close and personal with the way people um, imbibe in the middle of the day on St. Patty's Day, on a weekday. Uh, Kind of impressive, huh? So this is a very, very unusual thing that I cannot recall ever happening. But for six months, starting April Fool's Day, People who've been laid off from their jobs and have opted to do COBRA, which is an extension of your employer's health coverage, but at massive premiums, are going to have the COBRA for six months for free. It'll be a taxpayer-provided subsidy of your health coverage. And usually, COBRA costs... um, couple of thousand dollars a month for family coverage so think about that salt in the wounds for somebody who's been laid off you don't have your paycheck anymore and then you're having to pay a couple of grand a month for family coverage or is an individual probably five seven eight hundred bucks per month for your coverage and now you're not going to have to because 
it will provide six months of coverage for you as the laid off employee and family members. Now, you got to be with an employer that has roughly 20 or more people covered in a plan. Uh, there are a lot of provisions that only apply involving health care when you get to 20 full-time benefits people. And so COBRA, for most people, is a bridge too far. But now with it being free, uh, well, free to you, it's going to allow people to continue to have full health coverage. So you have to have been laid off from your job sometime during the last year during the pandemic. And you're even going to have a provision where if you allowed the coverage to lapse because you ran out of money, you're going to be able to reinstate it April Fool's Day and have the six months of free coverage. So if you voluntarily left a job, you're not eligible under this COBRA. And so this is for people specifically who lost their jobs and lost their health coverage as a double whammy, you know you will have that coverage available to you. So uh, who knows if it will be extended beyond the six-month window, but it does buy people six months. And I'm expecting that six months from now the economy is going to be booming. In fact, I think it will be booming before six months from now. Krista? Okay, Lindsay says, I'm a self-published author and have domain names reserved for a registrar. I pay about $175 per year for five different domains. According to some research I've done, I'm paying too much and domain registrations should only cost about $10 per year. Do you have any advice about porting domains over to other registrars? So the deal is... This is something you can do bouncing from one domain registration to another. Often they'll give you a really great teaser rate. I remember for a while there were registrars that were offering you the first year for 99 cents and things like that. What I like to look for if you're going to bounce your domain somewhere else is one where you get a five-year deal on the price of those domains. So look around... And if you get a five-year deal that is substantially cheaper than what you have now, you're not going to have to worry about this or try to remember to shop again in a year and transfer your domain. Because transferring domains is not painless. It's not hard, but it's not painless. And so that's why the one-year teaser, unless you are somebody who is really, really great at staying on top of something like this, is not as good a deal as signing a multi-year. In fact, last time there was a deal available, I did a 10-year domain buy as a way to lock in a lower price. Sue in Michigan says, My foster daughter and her friend filled out a form at the mall to win a free trip to the Bahamas. They both got calls that they won, except they said they're responsible for taxes and fees. It's three days, four nights. They even sent them a picture of their entry form. Is this real or a scam? This is a complete ripoff. I can't call it a scam unless legal authorities say it is. But these free Bahamas trips, supposedly free, have been around 
for decades. I mean, way, way, way back to at least the 1980s. And it is nothing but a ripoff of your daughter's money. And she and her friend absolutely should not take the bait and pay them any of the fake fees. Because let me tell you, those fake fees are real money. And then they get in your wallet more and more and more as you try to actually book the trip. Don in Minnesota says, my wife has received three EE bonds from her mother dated 1990 for $10,000 each, and they are worth $60,000 now at full maturity. Is there a way to invest them to make more money without having to pay full tax on them now? So the great news is a series EE that has been held for 30 years has earned a great interest rate over those 30 years. You can't duplicate that now. As for the bad news, there used to be a provision where you could reinvest them or resave them, whatever, for another 20 years in a different form of savings bond. That no longer exists. So you have to just take the money, no reason to leave it there because you're earning no further interest now, Take the money and pay the tax. The one exception is if the money is used for qualified education expenses. But paying the tax is a good problem to have because it means you made a lot of money on these over these 30 years. And then Don in Michael in California says, you stated that Sam's Club and Costco post signs as to when items were to be discontinued. Can you supply me with that information? Okay, not when they're going to be discontinued, but how you can tell something has been discontinued. So let's say you're in Sam's Club and you see an item on the shelf and there's a ton of them sitting there and you'd like to buy those, but hey, wouldn't it be great if they were a little cheaper? If on that price label there is a number sign, is that called hash mark also? Whatever the hashtag, hash, whatever the hashtag number sign. That means that that is a discontinued item, will not be restocked. So if you see a ton, they'll go on one. One is Sam's speak for going on clearance, reduced in price below Sam's Club cost. It'll end in 91 cents, 41 cents, 61 cents. Anything ending in a penny means it's an item being cleared out to sell through at Sam's Club to make room on that section of the steel to have a different item there. How am I doing with all the the warehouse club lingo? (laughs) So at Costco, the equivalent is it will be the asterisk sign will be on the upper right-hand corner of the pricing. When that item goes to markdown to sell it through, it will be priced at 97 cents. 97, anything ending in 97 cents inside a Costco tells you it's being sold below Costco's original cost for that item. It's a money loser for them, but they need that shelf space and you get a great deal. The area of Costco where you'll see the most 97s going to be clothing and also housewares. Those are the two areas where 97s most often happen. Next, news about companies you likely use that are spying on you. In surveys, we all say we hate how much we're spied on online, but for the most part, 
we don't do anything about it, don't know how to do anything about it, or we're not given a way to do anything about it. Well, this is the year a lot of that is going to change because of all the focus on privacy violations, specifically starting with Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, all owned by Facebook, and the spying that others have done. Google is really worried that because of all the egregious behavior of Facebook, that Google is going to face enormous pressure. And so Google is making a change where they're no longer going to use technology that tracks you as you surf around. And they're actually going to stop selling ads where they've been using what you browse for. My wife thinks it's funny because she uses Instagram that everything she does online seems to follow her everywhere. Like she'll look at, let's say, a lady's blouse. And then everywhere she goes because of how Facebook spies on you, that blouse pops up again and again and again, no matter what she's doing, and it'll be there coming after her for days. And that's pretty innocent, you know, a blouse. But there's a lot of other things that could be going on that are completely uncool that you're being spied on. And so Google, hoping to prevent more severe restrictions on how it does business, proactively is stopping the snooping on you in order to do ad servers where it is feeding you content exactly based on what you're surfing on, surfing for. On the other hand, the nation's cell phone carriers who are in a position to know more about us because our cell phones are with us all the time than most anybody else anywhere are engaging in extreme spying on us. And the third carrier that was not doing this, T-Mobile, is starting to do this in late April. Now, the good news is you can pretty easily shut down permissions for the cell phone carriers engaging in extreme spying on every app you use, every website you visit, everything you read, everything you purchase, everything you do in your life, where they build massive electronic dossiers on you, you have the power to shut it down. Now, here's the thing for me. I believe that all these kind of things should be opt-in. Where you say, sure, I love for you at Verizon to know everything about me. Every personal item I buy. Everything I do. On the other hand, in the United States, you generally have to opt out. And these companies count on the fact that we're not going to know we can opt out or we don't know how to. Well, let me tell you something. For the cell phone carriers... Remember, they know more about you than virtually anyone. I want you to turn off those permissions. And we have a very simple thing for you in the show notes, or you can go to Clark.com and see how to do this for T-Mobile that's just starting it and Verizon AT&T that are already doing this spying on you to tell them, no, they don't have your permission to engage willy-nilly 
and spying on every single last word you write and thing you do on your cell phone. And in the meantime, I hope that the U.S. Congress, now talking a lot about privacy, will actually stop talking and start doing and pass an opt-in requirement where we must give affirmative permission for people to spy on us on their on our laptops, our desktops, and our phones. And one other source we got to do something about spying on you, people who provide you home internet service that are really getting into the spy business as well. Krista? Okay, Clark, uh, speaking of privacy, Michael says, with privacy changes coming to WhatsApp, I understand they will only be for business communications. However, I'm an American living in South America. WhatsApp is widely used by individuals and businesses more than, much more than landlines, standard cell phones, or standard text messaging. It is even used by organizations where you want and expect a high level of privacy, such as healthcare providers. How will this change in the privacy policy affect those communications? Will WhatsApp be monitoring those calls and texts to use for marketing? So the WhatsApp privacy changes, I've only paid attention to how they affect us as Americans. And it's been delayed once. And as more and more pressure is applied to Facebook, I'm hoping they will permanently uh, be killed by Facebook or whatever permanent is in the internet orbit. But as to the spying that you're giving them permission to do, it's not specifically on the communications you do on WhatsApp. This is what's so sinister by Facebook. So (laughs) what you're giving them permission to do is spy on everything you do on your device, everything you do, simply because you use WhatsApp. So your WhatsApp messages themselves that are encrypted end-to-end, those remain private. It's everything else you do that you're giving Facebook permission to spy on you. And that's why I've encouraged people to delete WhatsApp and go to an alternative thing like Signal. Uh, Other people have been going to Telegram. But using these as encrypted messaging platforms instead of using WhatsApp eliminates the permissions that Facebook is after so they can collect all your personal data. This is all pretty creepy, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mark in Massachusetts says, My 15-year-old son has become a sneakerhead and is using his own money to buy and resell the latest limited edition drops from the big sneaker companies. His profits range from about $20 to as much as $400 on each pair that he flips. My question, he's likely to net more than $20,000 this year, and I'm wondering about the tax implications. How can I provide him with some structure and guidance regarding the cut that will go to Uncle Sam? Up to this point, he's never filed a tax return, but his business really only took off this year. Okay, I am really, really proud of your 15-year-old coming up with a creative way, Mark, for him to generate a $20,000 annual net income from knowing what are going to be the hot items, getting inventory when they launch, taking that risk that something will be hot or not in the marketplace when he goes to sell, and making that $20,000. Something that started off as a hobby 
is now a business and he will actually have to do a tax return, report this income, but the great news is at 15, he's going to be able to take 6000 of that money and put it into a Roth IRA. If you look at the calculators with that $6,000 just from this 15th year of his life is going to be worth way down the road, tax-free, it is stunning. So the tax he'll pay will be meaningful but not terrible. The benefit he gets from that 6000 going into the Roth is enormous. He even has the ability to do something else called a SEP where he can shelter more of the money, but I don't recommend that in this case because, again, his tax rates will be fairly low. And what a neat thing. He continues to earn money like this through his teens and put six grand each year of his teenage years into a Roth IRA. He will actually have established enough money to have a good base for a decent retirement just from the money he'll put in a Roth the next several years. James in Texas says, my girlfriend would like for us to move to a different country in a few years so she can be closer to her aging mom. The destination is still undecided. We are currently in our mid-30s, and I only started saving two years ago after finding the FIRE movement. One year to get back to broke, and then one year saving about 50% of my income. I currently have money in a Roth IRA, traditional 401k, taxable accounts, and a little Bitcoin. How accessible would this money be if we were to live in the country the next few years? And how should we best deploy new money moving forward with this possible move coming? I'd hate to give up all the progress I've made. Also, do you have any tips or resources for moving out of the States? So, James, what happens when you move like this, and what a great time in your life to do this in your 30s, is that at first, you're really just visiting another country. It's only if you get there and it really sticks that you have more complications and you'll meet fellow Americans wherever you go who will help you navigate both what's involved in living in the country you decide to spend a great number of years or even become permanent residents of, and also the various things you need to worry about, about uh, the money you'll have back in the U.S. What I recommend with you being so into living on half of what you make is that you look very closely at piling money into diversified index funds, like the Fidelity Zero funds, with how overvalued the United States stock market is, special emphasis on putting money in index funds overseas, international and emerging market funds, because that money, you just have to hold it a year to get favorable treatment on that money, and it's not based on being a certain age using in retirement. So that money would be available to you while you're living in another country. What you'll find is that when you go somewhere else and you live there temporarily, most often it does turn out to be a temporary move and you eventually come back to the United States within a couple of years. But if it does become a permanent thing that you stay, then that's a whole different conversation. And again, the best learning is going to come from those who came before you and decided to stay permanently. I want to thank you so much for listening. You know, we are here to serve you around the clock at Clark.com. And we send out a free daily newsletter that I am really proud of. 
To subscribe, go to clark.com slash newsletters.